Considering Truth, a podcast about religion, philosophy, and a little bit of science. Anything we can use to wrap our minds around our topic of truth. Episode 1, Truth, Part 1. On today's episode, we'll be discussing truth. I'm Mike Went. I'm Josh Olson. And I'm Tim Swigger. Welcome to the first episode of Considering Truth. We're a couple of friends who have always enjoyed uh, discussing things with each other. And uh, we thought uh, we might as well start a podcast doing what we were going to do anyway. Uh, so uh, the podcast is cut, titled Considering Truth. And we figured that in all of our discussions, there's usually some sort of truth hiding around in it somewhere. And we figured this gives us the the leeway to talk about whatever we would talk about anyway. So for our first episode, we thought we should probably cover the topic in our title, truth. So gentlemen, uh, how would you define truth? Yeah, so that's that's easy, right? (laughs) Sure. I've only been thinking about this for the last week or so, or you know, just trying trying to distill down what I what I think truth is into just a, a sentence. Well, we've been thinking about this for you know ten or fifteen years. Well, okay, yes, yes, we, yes, and and truthfully, uh, uh, <laughs> truthfully, we've been thinking about this pretty much our whole lives. What is truth? What is true? I, I was having a conversation with my dad uh, yesterday about. <clears throat> some random things, including how I decide, uh, what to buy, what to purchase, right? Um, do I purchase just any old thing off the shelf or do I make sure that the manufacturer can make some claims about what it is they're selling me? Right. Uh, will this printer uh, just, you know, actually print stuff? Will or the microphone that we're trying out for the first time tonight yeah. actually be worth the $30 you spent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, and this is, this is an aspect of truth that, that I think a lot of people really don't think about necessarily, but we've been doing this for all of our life. Well, and bound up in that are so many different levels of trust, um, which, which, mm-hmm. which is, which is about truth. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a particular store, maybe it's a brick and mortar, maybe it's online. That store lists products that they sell. Now, some stores, you know, vet those products. Others will throw anything up there. So you have to know who to trust in that. You know, if you're going to buy out, you know, off of, you know, fries.com, you better check out the man, your, I'm, as an example, right? Check out the manufacturer versus, you know, Apple, right? They only sell their own stuff. It's, you know, mm. there's, there's definite differences in, in, in the level of trust that's expected and given and, and that should be in, in, in the store shelf, um, but also in the manufacturer, in the product. That's why we have reviews, you know, but, mm-hmm. but that, that's all about truth and, and what I can expect out of, to be the result of something. Um, anyway, so to go back to what, I mean, that was just sort of a sidebar in terms of coming up with This is why, not an unnatural question. This is not an unnatural, thank you, yes. This is not an unnatural question, what is truth? And so my thinking about this over conversations that I've had over the last week or so has, has made me really think, what is it, what isn't it? And I, I think... In its simplest definition, it is truth is an aspect of reality. 
It's some aspect about the world in which we live in. So a truth is an aspect of reality or... Yeah. Okay. I, I guess the way I think of it is is that there is reality. Um, and I believe that reality is coherent. Uh, and therefore, um, coherence, the, the coherence of reality means that there there is actually one, you know, if, if two people have different perspectives, they can be reconciled based on, a, you know, a third more encompassing perspective that includes their perspectives um, such that non-contradiction is enforced, right? We don't, we don't have A and not A at the same time in the same in the same way, right? You can't have, um, you know, so that, that, that's coherence, right? There is a coherent reality, and true, and something that's true is something that corresponds to that coherent reality. Now, it, it, but how do you know that? That's that's the other question. Can Can I just ask a, a, in in what you're talking here? What do you mean by coherence or, 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 or a, a coherent reality? What, what does that mean? Well, so if, if, um, you know, if I, I, I guess, you know, well, that's a good question. Um, how do I explain it in terms of, um, say a five year old? I was going to say, imagine you're trying to explain it to my son. He still so, wouldn't get so, it. So, <laughs> well, or maybe my daughters. Yeah, that, um, that would be using it. Only so if, thousands if, of common words, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I, if I'm looking at um, some some toys, you know, uh, that are that are on on the floor, um, and there's a story about them, and, and you know, and, and here's 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 who this is. They're married to this person, right? And here's where Daddy um, tripped, right? Right. No, but, but uh, so you know, my, my kids will play, and, and they'll have these these setups of toys, and and you know, there's a concern that they have that everything be consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, 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 you know, if this Lego man is, is married to the, the dinosaur or whatever, then that's, uh, then, then they can't be married to this other person, you know, or maybe they can, but that's a different definition of marriage. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, um, there's a consistency. We're playing one game. Um, and if, if we were to, to, to disregard that and play a different game with different roles, that's not coherent with the other game, mm. Right. Um, they so, have to so you're saying it's, all it's, the pieces have to fit, right? Right, and 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 specifically that there aren't any pieces that um, that are and are not the same thing. And, and for um, your so, definition definition of truth, you believe that all truth needs to fit into reality. Yes, and and specifically, and, and you know, I, I mean, into know, the larger truth of reality. Right, right, and so so theoretically, it's possible uh, e- even if you see something and I see something totally different. Um, in reality, if, if we both see those two different things, uh, someone with a, with a wider perspective can look at both of us and what we're looking at and say, oh, here's what's going on, really. Hmm. Um, you're seeing this because of that. You know, you're looking this, at this way. there was a wall you in the a, way. You yeah. see a circle. He sees a square. But if you look at the 3D shape, that's what it is. Hmm. It's, you know, um, yeah. There's a coherence to it. It all fits together into a cohesive whole. So I think you're tackling two parts of the problem. One is you know, what is truth? But the other one is, you know, and we've defined, or we're kind of circling around the definition of truth corresponds to reality. And Tim, you're also adding to that, that reality is, is not just knowable, but that there's an order to reality. Reality is not chaos. We are not just, you know, it's not a truth here and a truth there and a truth there and that that have no relation to each other. There necessarily have to be aspects of reality that, you and I will not know, 
Right. I'm not saying that, <laughs> and I don't think you're saying that we can know all of reality. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on next door neighbor's house most of the time, mm-hmm. but there is a reality that is uh, not just knowable, meaning that it can be discovered or, or understood, but that it also is uh, coherent. It, it will make sense, assuming that I were an infinite mind, to be able to, to perceive it with an infinite sight. Now, I think God would be a great definition for truth because he perceives reality as it really is. He has perfect perception of it, uh, whereas you and I have a limited perception of reality. So our truth, the truth that we can perceive, is is much narrow, whereas the truth that God perceives is fully broad and is there's a one-to-one correspondence between what he perceives and what is, whereas that Our one. ratio is much smaller than that. Right. Much <laughs> smaller than one to one. Reality is still the same size. I am tiny. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So I guess. So uh, let me ask this question then. Based on all of our definitions, are we all in agreement on on? I mean, I would say yeah, Tim. I think I, I agree with what you said. And Mike, I don't know if you gave a definition, but it sounds like you're I just collated what you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. plagiarized. And so I, I would say I'd, I'd agree with you. <laughs> with <laughs> That's why you had to go first. But so are we all in agreement on that? I mean, I think well, for the most part. So that was episode one. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess the, nothing does does here. <laughs> but we've talked about this before. There wasn't going to be much surprise that that we were going to have a whole lot of dissension in, in our views on this. Um, but I guess we're probably a small subset of, of society and a particularly unique one since we kind of all come from the engineering uh, Christian background and that, that puts us in rarefied territory just to start with. Um, but I guess one of the other questions we ask is what isn't truth? And, and there's a lot of uh, views out there of what truth is and, and maybe we could describe some of what we know other people may hold that, you know, will help us understand truth a little bit better. Well, and I, I think, um, you know, specifically my, my experiences with mental illness, thankfully not my own, but others, um, there, there is, you know, such a thing as a psychosis where you misperceive reality and, and it could be your, your, I mean, usually it's in that case, it's not your senses. It's, it's a, it's, it's a problem with how your mind is interpreting what your senses are getting. But, you know, we're all to a certain extent subject to this. We all, number one, receive imperfect information, incomplete and, and sometimes inaccurate from our senses and from things that we trust. Um, and so we have, you know, yeah, sure. There is a truth, you know, for, for every, proposition or question, there is a truth about it, but how is it knowable? Um, and, and, you know, specifically to me, um, but also in general, um, you know, how do we approach knowing something? Um, and, and what's good enough, right? Um, see, see, but I need to stop you right there because I think in, in one sense, you put your finger on it. Um, two things that truth is not. It is not knowledge, and it is not perception. Um, especially if we're going to use my superior definition of truth, about that the truth is an aspect of reality. If we have perceived it wrong, or if we know uh, otherwise know wrong information, or misknow 
something or know something that is a non-truth or believe something that is a non-truth. And I'm sure we'll talk about believing things in a minute. Right. That means that truth, the, the true aspect of reality is not what we have perceived and is not what we know in the, or we, we believe we know in this sense. So is, wait, hang on. You said the truth is an aspect of reality. I don't, I see to me, there's reality and, uh, I'm gonna say, and then there's truth, say, which is about reality. But, and, and it's a totally, it's, it is a different conceptual thing. Um, I, you know, I, I thought about that when I was considering this question. Mm-hmm. Um, is truth a statement about the nature of reality or is truth well, the actual reality? So, I mean, there's the statement, but well, yeah. Right, right. So Maybe there's the thing that's true. Semantics, there's the thing, that, and I think I think you are arguing <laughs> semantics. But here, it's good but, to get. But the there's the down. thing that's true, right? Uh-huh. The monitor is off. That is a true statement, mm-hmm. right? But that is a statement about an aspect of reality. The aspect of reality is that the monitor is off. And the statement that I've made about it is a true statement. I could easily make a false statement. The monitor is on. But you just and, said that is a statement about an aspect of reality. Yes, but you, that... But that isn't an aspect of reality. My statement? Yes. Correct. Okay. Except that I made it. <laughs> no, except that I made it. But, I, the, but, I'm, but uh, uh, you've put your finger on it. This is, And we were kind of... I think you were kind of headed down the road to suggest that statements about reality aren't in themselves true or truth, but they aren't. They are truth statements, which is a different thing. Oh, statements about reality okay. are true could, statements. Could be true or false, depending right. on how but, they correspond to reality. But they are truth statements. I think we're in the woods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, I maybe I thought about this way too much this week. <laughs> um, I think we're kind of circling around a little bit, but uh, you know, what isn't truth? Truth is not uh, on the perceiver, or it's not dependent on the perceiver. Right. Um, it's not dependent. Some may on, disagree with you on that. Right. But, but we'll talk about as that we're, you know, kind of defining it here and as, as we all kind of agree is that truth is, is dependent on an, a, a third entity, the well, reality. And, third, and I think, I think we've kind is. of been alluding, it, it's, it's God's eyes you, right? Um, and, and it really is God, the God, you, you know, you have to be a monotheist, um, <laughs> To have to, to really consistently have this perspective about truth, right? Because if, if there are two gods, say, if, if you're if you're a dualist, um, there are two truths, at least, at least two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 in in the mind of one, they're right, and in the mind of the other, they're right. And you know, and you know, the world is the fallout, right? That's that's dualism. Um you know, if, if you think that one of those is the good guy and one of those is the bad guy, then you're back actually to monotheism. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, um, we, we are assuming, you know, because, because if, 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 if consciousness is, is an, uh, you know, some emergent property accident of physics, right? Um, then what really is truth? You know, it, it. You know, what, what is reality? Okay, you've just um, you've just headed into another. Is truth um, a materialistic or a purely naturalistic uh, thing? Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, if if each of us 
have our own perspectives and, and there is no one, um, and it is impossible to correlate everything into a cohesive whole. In fact, if, if there is no such thing as that cohesive whole, then, then there is no cohesive truth. Um, it, it's, you know, and so I, I guess in that you know, case, and, and so, it, so sorry. And the one had scientists assume that there's, there's, there's a cohesive whole. Um, a lot, some philosophers might not. And, and, you know, so I go ahead and finish your comment on that or uh, your comment on it. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> okay. So I think, and maybe this is where I'm going to take issue with your definition that truth is an aspect of reality. I think that truth has to do with, and bear with me here, the perceiver. Not that it's based on the perceiver, but it's from the perspective of the perceiver. Reality exists out there, and truth is as best we can do to perceive it. So if you come back to the definition that I, I was kind of saying, you know, from, you know, God, the truth is reality as God perceives it. That is God's perception of reality. Now, there's a one-to-one cor- correspondence between his perception and what is. But if God were not there, assuming that reality could still exist without him, you know, truth would not not be an idea, it wouldn't be a concept, it would just be, you know, you just have reality, you wouldn't have truth, because there would be no agents to uh, try well, and say... Well, no, we as conscious beings would, would you know... Because you have to have the possibility <laughs> of having a non-truth, holding something, you know, so for instance, uh, if you just have the natural world, mm-hmm. there could be no truth without a mind to try and say, you know, this isn't, you know, hold an imaginary idea of what the world is. You're trying to say that truth is a metaphysical property. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get to. It's it's not a physical property, although it is based on physics. If I go jump out this window, the truth is I will go splat on the driveway. Um, But if I didn't exist, I wouldn't be able to perceive and say, maybe I won't and, you know, test it out you know the reality doesn't make that truth claim it just the, the laws of gravity but, govern uh, so this is what happens there was no truth claim of hey maybe it will maybe it won't that was all in the, the mind of the person making the claim of hey if i go you know that if statement in my but you're you're now again you've 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 conflated two things the truth claim mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. in this sense that has to be made by a person right and the truth itself right yeah. And the truth itself is, if you if if you jump out that window, you will go splat on the concrete, right? Mm-hmm. The truth claim is, you saying, if I jump out this window, I'm going to go splat on the concrete, and that statement is either true or false, and until it's tested, you really don't know. But you can, you know, there are other. Thankfully, there are other ways we can investigate you, you <laughs> the, can know. the truth of, <laughs> of that statement. Well, I guess maybe you can. But I think. Josh, because he said it's a metaphysical or it's a it's a A truth statement is metaphysical. The truth, the actual truth Mm -hmm. in this instance is not metaphysical. Now, I think there's good evidence. Physical? In this case it would be physical, yes. The truth is that you're a splat on the on the If. Yeah, in the hypothetical situation where you right. Okay, let me put it a different way. If, okay. If it were the case that he had just jumped out the window and had gone splat, the truth would be that he went splat on the 
concrete when he jumped out of the window. Right. Now, granted, this is a, this is a, 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 a thought, a thought experiment that we're having here <laughs> in order to show that there is the truth statement, which is a metaphysical thing. And then there's the truth itself, which is an aspect of the, of reality. In this case, a hypothetical reality that he has now gone splat on the concrete. So let me right. ask you this. I, I wish you no ill will, by the way. Right. <laughs> is a non-truth an actual part of some part of reality like what or is that only in can there only be non-true falsehoods no no. okay so falsehoods can only be metaphysical right just like truth claims okay so you can only there are truth claims that don't correspond to reality yes yes thank you yes exactly I'm not sure I totally agree with the, that it's part of reality, but I think we're all no, no, we're, we're, we're in agreement. It's, it's not part of reality in a sense of the the physical reality of, of the world so, that we're but in. But is this all the interesting part of the discussion we wanted to have? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. Okay. We're having fun. Okay. There's more meat that can be had about, about you know. All right, all right. Yeah. All so right, moving on, I believe, is, is yeah. a short way of so, saying that, too. One of the things that we've been kind of circling around here is, you know, just how do we know truth? Uh, what what methods, what ways can it be known? Is it knowable? And we've all kind of agreed that to some extent we can know it. We're, we're finite creatures, and this is a very large universe, so there's there's limits. But... At the same time, it isn't chaos. We we think that 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 it is rational world. It is a a, a um, I don't I don't want to say a rational world. I want to say that it's an ordered world. Uh, that if I throw a rock out the window, we'll stick with rocks instead of me. Uh, you know, it's going to be consistent with I've seen it ten times. The eleventh time is is going to work the same way. That's that's one of the the beauties of our our universe is that it's it's predictable. Um. <laughs> in this case, I'm sorry. I just, not, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I just thought of this. Um, in this case, we um, defenestration. I believe that is the correct term for it. Yeah, is predictable. What is this big word you speak of? Defenestration is throwing things out a window. Oh, oh. so okay. we're, we are discussing the defenest. I think that's how you pronounce it. I, it's been a while, but <laughs> future Josh will look this up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So auto defenestration would be throwing yourself out the window. Ooh, that's fine. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've talked about the physical world and we've also talked about metaphysical world. So obviously we are in the camp of uh, more than just the natural world being all that reality exists. But if we were just going to limit ourselves to the natural world, the primary tools we would use to determine truth uh, would be our experience because we're, we're natural creatures. We live in you know, our experience. And a, a more rigorous version of experience would be scientific uh, exploration, because that is a tool set for, you know, pose a hypothesis, create a, yeah. a test, and repeat said right. test, see that the results and, are consistent. And, and the goal there is, is to, to find predictive value in mm-hmm. something, right? Um, because the usefulness of truth is in, in helping us to decide what to do, um, you know, Ooh. what we believe determines what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's the, I mean, that's why, it, you know, it, we, everything we do is predicated on, on beliefs. And, 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 and maybe they're just habits. Beliefs like about I, the nature of reality. I, I, right. Well, let's, let's, I mean, what let's is a belief? The, it's a truth claim about reality. Uh, sure. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's true. If I if I throw this rock out, if I just defenestrate this rock, right? I mean, I I, I don't believe in the Hobbit. 
you know, except that I know that it's a story, right? I, I but mm. I, I, you know, I know about it, but I don't believe it. You don't believe it's a history, right? Right. Um, you know, so yeah. So, you know, science is a a great tool for exploring the natural world. We can look up into the heavens. We can look down to the microbes. We can can. And everything in between. Study populations and wonder why, you know, politics is in such a messed up state if we're, you know, you know, you can apply these rigors to a lot of things. Um, There are probably some areas where different forms of uh, study, maybe not just the scientific method, may come to play. History being an example of, you know, science can speak to some of those things, but we can't repeat history. Mm -hmm. We can't, you know, have a, ten Napoleonic Wars to see how it actually turned out. We can only we only have one in history. And we only have, you know, however many witnesses speak to it. But it's still all natural uh, claims, or it's it's a natural world. But there's also um, the metaphysical world, the, the world of ideas or things that that don't have tangibleness to them. We can't measure them. It's, it's more in perceptions, and and I think reason there uh, is another tool that we can use. To talk about things, you Tim said that hey, things can be can't be a and not a in the same way and in the, at the same time, and that's a logic statement. That it, it, it's it's all talking about ideas um, that may have some applications in the real world. And I, I mean that you know, logic and reason are a tool that we can use to infer from from some knowledge, which may or may not be true, to other knowledge, right? Which again may or may not be true. Um, but, but, but reason is really useful because, uh, you know, I, I breathe in and out mostly because that's what my body does. Right. I, I don't think about it. I don't think, um, there's air in the room. Okay. I can breathe in. Okay, good. Um, you know, I, now if I were in a different situation, if I had to think about that, I might use my reason to determine when to breathe. In fact, there have been times, you know, when I breathe when in, I breathe out, worked at a tear gas plant, right. Where, you know, my body says, I need to breathe in. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> it's better for, the, for you that we don't. Um, so, so, so there's reason, right? Um, that, that, that hooks into, uh, but, but again, that's, that's, that's how, how we build knowledge from other knowledge. Um, whether that knowledge is true, I think that's what we're talking about. Do we right. want to widen it? Well, um, I, I think that reason is a tool set for some knowledge. Uh, it doesn't get you everywhere it can't answer everything but it's one. well it can check consistency and it can check consistency with with other knowledge that we have and and and, and again we know and we expect truth to be consistent when our worldview is inconsistent when we have you know cognitive dissonance right or is it cognitive dissonance where dissonance, we believe dissidence yeah. yeah i did say <laughs> yeah, dissonance no, no, right dissonance, yeah. um, where we believe two things um but when we try to put them together we don't know how they fit, you know, um, and it may be that those two things are true um, for the most part, but we just, you know, but and when we try to stick them together, they like, you know, electromagnetics and, and um, uh, electricity. Well, oh, right, right. You know, electromagnetics right, right. When you're trying to unify two, two theories of physics, um, you know, there's that fuzzy middle part and you're like, how in the world these contradict each other? But no, there's a wider perspective. That you just don't have that that in which they both work because hey reality right yeah. um, so you know that's that's what we're trying to do I think on a constant basis with our reason with our worldview um, is to figure out what really yeah. is going on I would say that is probably 
how we use reason, but I think reason itself can be used to create more of its own tool sets. So you don't need to have any knowledge in order to build a fairly large tool set of logic. And those things are all just reasoning based on each other and saying if A can be A or must be A and must not be mm -hmm. you know something else, then I can do all these other possible and that whole tool set becomes a reason or a logic tool set that we can you know apply to the the knowledge. Um, I think there are other tool sets that are similar to reason, uh, math, uh, numbers. That has, you know, there are some things that I think they are that we can, of reason. We can count things. You know, we count, you know, molecules on the head of a pin. You know, we, we count, count stars in the sky. We, we count, you know, the dollar bills that are coming, you know, in and out of my bank account. Um, you know, those numbers. But at the same time, there are mathematical proofs that are pure math. The Pythagorean theory is pure math that says, you know, here's how we can do a right angle and you can prove that you can create a right angle that's all math. It's not talking about anything physical. It's just, you know, these and, numbers relate right. to these other numbers in this really unique and kind of surprising way. And I think all that is 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 a shortcut, like a macro for reasoning. If I if I will import, a, you know, a computer science thing. Um you know that that is all reason that that we keep you know cocked and, and ready to go for when we have reality to apply it. It wouldn't matter if if the world contained no you know right triangles. The, the Pythagorean theorem would not be useful. Um, I mean, maybe I, I can't imagine a world like that because but, we can make right triangles. But still, no, but um, even if the world didn't have, Italian. okay. It's still useful. Anyway. <laughs> but even if you can transform, the physical world didn't exist and we didn't have any concept of a right angle. Like right. You those make, numbers would relate to each other in interesting ways. You, you could make tautologies um, that, that wouldn't be applicable to anything yet. Yeah. But again, would that be true? Right. For instance, prime numbers are an interesting area of study that, you know, there are prime number of things, you know, in the world or the, you know, pi you know, there are certain things that you can study the, the numbers, sequences, and people make, you know, entire scientific careers out of looking at how these non-repeating numbers, what patterns format, even though they're fairly useless. You know, I think I was reading something here that said, you know, every prime that has this particular quality has a much higher percentage of the number nine being the last digit on the next, the subsequent one than you would expect from a random number. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, it was just recently discovered. Is it terribly useful? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, then maybe breaking cryptography someday. But it was something that somebody said, hey, there's a pattern here. We can show this to be true. And maybe it'll be corresponding to something useful in reality or in physical reality. But it's just, it's numbers. It, it, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's one of those you know, metaphysical things that we can do. And I think reason and numbers fall into metaphysical mm -hmm. truth tools. Science falls into, you know, physical truth tool. I think there are truth tools that apply to history. History where we, you know, we do this a lot of times with our court system with truth tools being, you know, we take witnesses, we don't take hearsay, or we trust hearsay at a much less rigorous level to the point that we don't usually allow it in our courts. Uh, we 
have we, we cross-examine witnesses if we right. can. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we there's a lot of things that we have built up that it's a different level of rigor, but it's how we determine what actually took place. You know, six days ago, six years ago, sixty years ago, um, and it's also a tool set that we can apply to what happened two thousand years ago or or longer if we have written records, you know, or other evidences. Um, Episode 1 was recorded on April 16, 2016. Considering Truth is produced by me with assistance from Josh and Tim. Wonderland music provided by Dexter Britton. If you'd like to comment or provide feedback, you can email us at consideringtruth at gmail.com.